Son was made known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to this edition live on the radio, the Good News Show, as we talk about all the good things happening here in North Texas. Um, and we're glad you're with us. Uh, Dave Palmer is my name, executive director here at the station, host of this program. As usual, at least in January and February, we've got Olivia Franklin in studio. Good afternoon, Olivia. <laughs> Officially afternoon, right? Good by, afternoon, by one minute. Dave. Uh, yeah, uh, we had an interesting weekend. We are at... Four different par- five to five parishes uh, over the weekend. So we'll tell you about uh, our experiences and some of the stories that were related to us um, from our volunteers who went out to these parishes. And of course, we're very, very grateful to the pastors who allow us to come out and make a little announcement and sell raffle tickets and uh, some other things to talk about as well. Behind the glass is Cecil Anderson. Cecil. Uh, this is, uh, don't, we're not going to give it away yet, but this is uh, an exciting week for you, isn't it? It is. It's an exciting and very busy week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with GRN or car raffles I or know. anything like that. I mean, uh, it's already busy anyway. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. I guess we do have one exciting announcement about Wednesday morning. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to keep teasing all this stuff. <laughs> and eventually I'll, I'll actually tell everybody what it is. Uh, but let me tell you first that in the second half of the show today, I'm really looking forward to this because. On the second Monday of every month, we have the YCP segment of the show, uh, Jen Ball and or Peter Blute, uh, the National Executive Director and National Vice President, respectively, of the Young Catholic Professionals, joins us. And this time, we get both of them. They're both going to join us uh, on the phone, and so we're going to have a conversation with them and Peter emailed me uh, last week and said he and Jen thought it would be interesting to discuss highlights of some recent research we've been doing into how young Catholic young people are feeling and experiencing life today. Um, and then he said we can sprinkle in some YCP stories as well. So being that I am not a young person, um, Olivia is, I, I don't know if you qualify. And that I'm even not younger. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I said, Cecil, you got to join me for this because, uh, you know, but that once you are no longer a young person, often you're raising young people. And that's, yes. uh, I'm raising some very young people. <laughs> so I'm kind of tuned in, you know, even maybe more so than young people about young people. Does that make sense? And Catholicism <laughs> keeps you young so i'm exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I, and i and i still i still feel young you know uh, that's good I, you have a ways to go yet yeah uh, yeah I, I, just keep feeling young Dave. No, I, I, I always did my heart feel like a young guy but uh anyways that's probably uh, a good thing i feel like yeah yeah right yeah eternally no, young exactly because if, if you just ignore you know you're just like i am young it'll work i'm gonna try <laughs> okay. the strategy too keep keep telling me so that's it's right. like the 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 96 year old lady that called into back to the father oh my goodness she was uh, so sharp Friday. oh that was wonderful Wasn't that to amazing hear. evelyn, yes. evelyn from she Houston. puts all of us uh, 
a shame. I know. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. She inspires us, Sissel. She inspires us. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because I was like, my goodness, I, I can't even gather my thoughts some days, and I am very young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. She was uh, she was great. Uh, so hopefully she'll call back sometime. Maybe she'll call into the Good News Show. But hey, she's got her own show down in Houston with Tim Mott that's going on right now. All right. So also, Lent begins in nine days. Ooh. And so we're going to talk about some of our Lent. we got a lot of stuff to, to talk about. So let's get right to it. And uh, welcome, everybody. If you want to join in in the conversation or if you know something going on or you just want to brag about your parish or an event, uh, uh, St. Anthony Wiley has got a big mission going on this mm-hmm. week. Uh, we'll talk about that. They're one of our very, very supportive parishes. And... Uh, so, a lot to talk about. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. All right. Before we talk about the car raffle and all that's going on, let me just mention that uh, this is National Marriage Week. And uh, the three of us represent different, uh, I guess, uh, stages of marriage. Uh-huh. I, I am married. I'm uh, completed. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> completed. I, is that would, would that go to say that I'm not completed? Or I, yes, it would, would in fact. Yeah. yeah, right. Because there's no you're mar- in process. Because there's no marriage in heaven. So once a spouse dies, it's yes, it's completed. That's right? exactly right. Okay. I have total I like closure. <laughs> yes, it's a good thing. It just sounded kind of weird. I, I know. Mean, <laughs> it and uh, Cecil has yet to, to get married, and so she's uh, what we would call a single person, mm-hmm. right? But you've got some exciting news in your family that has to do with marriage. Yeah, I'm eloping next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, confession, okay. confession. <laughs> that is not that's not a Catholic. Don't no one no one take that as <laughs> okay, she's no. not eloping. I'm not eloping. Just to make it clear. No, um, my dad is getting married on Saturday, so we're having a, just a small ceremony at our parish and a little reception. Um, he met a, a lovely lady named Rosanna after because uh, my mom passed away. Um, two years ago now, and uh, he met this woman who goes to our parish um, at our parish's grief counseling. Um, And so she had just recently lost her husband, so it really worked out well for them. And Mm -hmm. so we're very happy. So my dad and Rosanna are getting married this Saturday, so prayers yeah. would be appreciated. So I exciting. Had, it is. That, uh, I had a conversation with my, with my wife about the whole idea of remarriage. Uh, I know I know people have different thoughts about that. Some people think, you know, I married once, and that's my spouse, and no more. And uh, some people, obviously, the, the church allows remarriage when a spouse dies, and so there's nothing nothing wrong with it. Uh, and That's uh, that completed part. Yeah, completed. <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> then you, you, you begin anew, that's right? right. That's okay. right. Okay. okay. Exactly. So, uh, anyways, uh, so happy marriage to all the the married couples out there, and to to my wife Paula, if you're listening, and uh, all the God may, may God bless all these marriages. We certainly need the need the blessing on them. And uh, all right, so the next thing is Lent begins next Wednesday. Uh, now's the time because by the time we're on next Monday, it's going to be like we're knocking on the doors. Mm. So, have y'all thought about what? what you're going to do or spiritually, corporally, or anything like that. Uh, Olivia's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> you can tap the floor, what, what, Olivia. What, yeah, what are you going to, I hate to say what are you going to do, because that sounds so I know, and like I don't look at it that way. righteousness or something. Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, what are yeah. you going to do? I don't look at it that way. Um, I stay open to what comes into the the silence of my heart and soul and, and do it at the time. It's just... Uh, you know, you add things and you subtract things. So you work on mortification, and but you also add more devotional practices. And so I don't make a hard and fast program of it. And I used to um, have fun uh, 
you could say tormenting my children. I would say, okay, so we're getting ready for Lent, so you have to do such and such or not do such and such. Okay, now it's Lent, so you have to do or not do. And then, okay, well, we need to uh, do a little more after Lent because you didn't do <laughs> such and such. So you can keep Lent going oh, yeah. all year yeah. long. Yeah. And that's, yeah so. You know, and I, and I find the whole, like, kind of Mardi Gras attitude of, like, like for example, I, I did watch, uh, had some friends over last night. We did watch the Super Bowl. We prayed the rosary during halftime, so we didn't watch the halftime. Great but, way to redeem that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know anything of what happened in the uh, halftime. But anyways, uh, so, you know, we got the cheese ball, we got the guacamole and chips, and in, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, Lent's right around the corner, so I gotta, you know, I gotta mm. eat, you know? <laughs> eat and, but Lent's like nine days away, right. so it's like this extended like two-week-long Mardi Gras, oh, yes. where mm-hmm. I'm making excuses for <laughs> indulging, and it's... Uh, yep. So I, I'm very excited for it to get, to get here, because I need to start you know, buckling down. But, uh, I, I could start buckling down now, but hey. I was driving home from St. Anthony's, and I thought of a single dip of peppermint candy ice cream, and I saw a Brahms, and I thought, "Well, see, this is good. I need more calories before I head into Lent." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. what exactly. I did. But so at least it's, it's front of mind. We're, think, we're thinking about it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I haven't you know settled on anything. I my discipleship group. I help lead a, a group of high school girls, um, and we were just discussing the last week to start praying about it and I think it's really easy for all of us to just say I'm going to do this this and this or I'm going to take mm-hmm. this and this and this out but I think it's really important that you stop and ask God what do I what do you need from me or what am I needing yeah. Yeah. you know because God will kind of know there's a podcast I think it's a Blessed Is She podcast um, they had released something recently where a woman told a story about how some really interesting Lenten things that she has done um, based on God wanting to provide for her and it's really they're beautiful things sometimes we think these are very hard Hard, like you must not do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and it's very intense. But sometimes it can be something very simple because we need to do those little mortifications, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, I mean, speaking for myself, it can be a real temptation to pride because mm. I start thinking like, okay, I want to start exercising. Yes. I want to yes. start. I want to get down to one sixty and weight. Mm, right, and, right. And it all of a sudden it becomes all these kind of like very. You know, human goals and, uh, you know, uh, markers and how, right. how am I doing? You could just and, go back to those cold showers. Hey, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, we just start, start giving uh, each I'll other get, all of our that's ideas. That's I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Um, can we, real quick, Dave, one thing about the Super Bowl I wanted to mention, I barely watched it because I was busy putting up wedding decorations, but oh, yeah. um, I don't know if you all have ever heard of something, uh, the hashtag called Super Bowl in the Convent. No, you ever heard no. of this? Okay, Sounds interesting. It started started a couple years ago, where different religious sisters in their convents, if they were watching the Super Bowl, they would start tweeting the reactions of the nuns. You know, when maybe a <laughs> particular commercial came on, they're like, "Oh, we need to pray more for those people." Or uh-huh. you know, it's, it's very amusing and it's a very pure, beautiful thing to happen in the middle of the Super Bowl. <laughs> just yeah. FYI. So next year, if you're not sure if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, at least be entertained on Twitter. I barely go on Twitter. This is like the one time of the year I go on Twitter is to read all the tweets from the religious sisters. Yeah, so. interesting. <laughs> I, I must say, because we had friends over, I didn't really pay attention to any of the commercials. I, I paid t- attention to especially the second half of the game, although it wasn't really much of a game. <laughs> uh, but there, you know, I, I, so I don't know. I don't know how they the the, the commercials mm. were. If there were some good ones or or bad or or otherwise, but. Uh, Anyways, um, let's also, I teased also that something interesting is happening Wednesday morning, and this is a big deal, and uh, I, you know, we have a spot that's running on the air about this, that's, that's, that's kind of wacky, but uh, Wednesday morning, Bishop Joseph Strickland is going to be visiting our studio right here in Las Colinas. He's here anyways for, I think, a, a bishop's or priest retreat, 
And uh, we are going to be kicking off the, uh, the basically the, the, the Tyler station, KES, uh, mm-hmm. 1430 AM. And so, uh, that, that's kind of exciting. You went out there last week and, and visited, right? We haven't talked about that on this show yet. No, okay, we haven't, so, uh, yes. Do you want to talk about your visit? Sure, definitely. I got to go to about 13 of the parishes out in the Tyler Longview Gladewater area and deliver them uh, their program schedule so that they have an idea of what we air um, so they can get really excited. And um, I was able to speak to a few of the parish secretaries, got to get a little bit of a feel of the Catholic culture there. And overall, I think everyone was pretty excited. I got to hang out with some college students at the campus ministry as well and get some young people excited to listen to Catholic radio. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to continue going out there and helping them promote their local events and all sorts, lots of fun stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's so great that you went out there because then they can put a face with Mm. what's going on. Absolutely. And I think that's always a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Instead of just these, you know, things arriving in the mail. Instead of virtual. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Got to be like, hi. And (laughs) I think think it's funny because last week, uh, Friday at our live remote, uh, you and I talked for like the last 10 minutes about your visit, but I don't think any of it went across the air because we're answering technical Internet issues, issues yes. And then back to the father, we talked about it again, mm-hmm. and then today we talked about it, and then when Bishop Strickland comes on, I think you might come on for a couple Maybe minutes. Maybe I, so. I should really have this polished by the time <laughs> that one. I should really know exactly what yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> Bishop Strickland is going to be so impressed. Yeah. So that'll be 8 o'clock um, on uh, Wednesday morning, two days from now on the 10th, and it will be broadcast across our entire network. And so if you're listening to this station, uh, you know, 9, 10 a.m., it'll be on there, and uh, yeah, he's just... He's such a well-known bishop. I think anybody across the country would would be interested in hearing about him. Uh, and that's the people say, well, why are you broadcasting across the whole network? It's starting in Tyler. Well, it's Bishop Strickland. And, right. And, I think he really is a preeminent bishop in yeah. the conference and yeah. across the country. Yeah, definitely. Such definitely. a strong, clear voice. Yeah. So it'll be wonderful to welcome him uh, to the, our, our studio on Wednesday morning. All right. Let's spend a little bit of time talking about the car raffle because uh, unless you have not heard, March 5th, somebody is going to win a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. And we have been selling tickets for the last five weeks or so. We're down to less than a month. The drawing is on March 5th. And so today is the 8th already. So uh, time is running out. Um, but we were at some parishes this past weekend. We always like to kind of talk about the tales uh, on the road. All three of us visited uh, at least one parish. Uh, one of them was St. Anthony and Wiley. And I want to thank our dear friend, Mike Cole, who organized this. I think he was at all the masses. I think uh, he was, yeah. Yeah. And of course, Father Tony Densmore, without the pastor uh, and his blessing, we are not able to go out. So thanks to him. And you went out last night. I did. Yeah. So how was, what was it like? Well, I had a wonderful time. I like going out there. They always have good things going on. And Mike met me. Uh, he, he pulled in just as I was pulling in and he helped carry my stuff. And he saw that I had a table and chair and he just, he's a friend of mine. Anyway, I've known him for a while now. And so uh, it was It was terrific, and I got to make my little two-minute uh, pulpit announcement, and um, they have the Visiting Father of Mercy there for their mission this week. Um, started last night, goes through Thursday. Wonderful, wonderful. If you can go out, it's a great uh, pre-Lenten activity for you, and he's hearing confessions um, as long as it takes. And so, um, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed my visit out there. One woman came up to me, and um, 
I gave her a blessed miraculous medal because Elva Isley was very kind and gave me a bunch of miraculous medals. And then Father Paul Weinberger blessed them. And so this woman said, you have no idea how important this is to me. And I said, well, I don't, but we know who does mm-hmm. <laughs> know yeah. how important yeah. it is to you. So I love things like that. That's just the extra that you get in these uh, uh, if, when you go out to the parishes. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Today, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of the blessings. Like you say, a face to a name, being there, being able to see people. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say shake hands, but <laughs> unfortunately today, these days. So, you know. Uh, all right, Chapel of the Incarnation at the University of Dallas. Thanks to Father Thomas Moore Barba for uh, allowing us uh, to come out. I was there Saturday. They actually have two Saturday evening masses, five wow. and seven. And um, Father Don, the Dominican priest, they two Dominican priests saying the masses. So I didn't see Father Thomas at all, um, but I um, there I, I met a lot of nice people. Um, Dr. David Upham, uh, you know, oh, who, yeah. who was in the middle of that uh, a little bit of a controversy. He he came by with his daughter, and I had a chance to to chat with him a little bit after the second mass and. Um, uh, the, the gentleman who started CCC of America, John Williams, <clears throat> I saw him and his wife. They came by and, and bought some tickets, and uh, he and I are going to have lunch. And uh, they're the ones that do uh, Have you heard of those, Thistle, the CCC of America, all those uh, animated videos uh, yes. of, of saints that yes. came out many years ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. I and, didn't know that, that they were local. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We used to work closely with Carla Alfaro. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, Thistle, you went yesterday morning to UD. I did. I got to go to the two morning masses. And it's always kind of fun to go to a um, parish like that that's on so closely tied with the campus. Um yeah, because you get to see a lot of young people out there, um, and it was really beautiful. How many, um, how many there were attending mass? I know they were, there's a little bit of a minor outbreak going on right now, but they were all very willing to come over and chat with me. I, you know, sold quite a few to some college students. You know, college students aren't ones who have you know a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. So I was really yeah. appreciative. And one gentleman came over, young man, and he said that he used to listen to Catholic answers on his way home from his swim meets or swim training during high school every single day, and he yeah. loved it. And so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, sometimes these uh, these visits to parishes, you run into people that, you know, like old friends and people you haven't seen for years. Uh, I ran into uh, Gretchen Montgomery and her husband, Bob. You know, Gretchen used to be the principal at Mount St. Michael Catholic School, where our, our daughters went for a while. Uh, so, um, Monica Ashour saw her from mm, Tobit. Oh, uh, nice. just, we just, you know, two ships crossing on the, so- <laughs> I, I didn't talk with her, but I saw her. All right. St. Cecilia Parish in Dallas. Uh, none of us went there. No, I, I take that back. I, I'm sorry. The sorry. old lady went there. Yeah. Okay. You went there. I, I had a story from Rob about that, but, uh, okay. what, what, so, uh, Father Cruz Calderon. Yeah. He was lovely. He was gracious. And, um, and Martine and I were there, um, at the same time too. So, um, I didn't make any kind of announcement, but nevertheless, people came over, and um, they were generous. We did well, and uh, I got to have lunch with Father and with Martine and with a lovely couple. And oh, really? uh, yeah, uh-huh. so uh, I very much enjoyed it. Rob Brohl, uh, one of our volunteers, he will often take his kids with him mm-hmm. on his parish visits. Uh, his daughter Nora, and he's got a son that he brought, five years old. And Rob was just raving about Father Cruz's homily. And he said he's really animated. And he said the, his, Rob said his two kids were just mesmerized. Oh, I love and that. And even afterwards, his daughter said, Daddy, can we start going to this parish? <laughs> and Rob lives like way oh. up north. I mean, he goes to St. Martin of, uh, St. Martin of, 
the poorest, uh-huh. like and prosper. Uh-huh. And so, and wow. then his and then his little five year old son was like quoting things from the the homily. And that's so cool. And so, Father Cruz needs to know that yeah, out of well, the mouths of babes. <laughs> yeah. So that that's uh, pretty amazing. Oh. So you know, Father Cruz has been to the station many times and helps out with the uh, Spanish uh, radiothons. And so, thanks to Father Cruz. And to all of our friends, of course, uh, I, I guess, did you see Carla? Uh, Carla I, Lacroix? I, don't I know did if she, not. That's her parish. Right. All right. And also, St. Peter the Apostle Parish in Dallas, mm-hmm. which is a, predom- <laughs> a lot of peas, predominantly <laughs> Polish <laughs> parish. Uh, and, of course, uh, Mary Jane Derndeck, uh, our wonderful volunteer out there, went to all the masses. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, that's a unique parish. It is. It, it has a uh, – it, it is uh, – Historic, um, the freedmen, uh, started out there, uh, the, the freed slaves. Um, oh, really? Yes. Mm. So that's what it was. And then when the Polish, um, much more recently came, they needed a parish. And so the parish is actually, actually served by the order called the Society of Christ mm. from Poland. So Father Jacek Wyszewski. Is, wow, is the impressed. current yes yeah. well you know i like words well, so. the polish people have a history of oppression as well oh, you yeah. know with under nazi and under the right. communists and so right. they would have uh, you know some similarity with the the, uh, you know, the the slaves as far as you know being oppressed that, yeah. that that's quite true and uh so uh mary jane has been at a number of these um uh, parishes with me over the years. And so it was so wonderful to be able to just ask her, so MJ, can you just do these? Mm-hmm. And she was happy to do it. And um, it went very well. Yeah. So we're and we had grateful good, to good her. Good response at the, mm-hmm. the nine o'clock mass uh, yesterday morning. So, mm-hmm. all right. So thank you to Father Yasek. I'm not going to try his second name. I'm just going <laughs> to Father Yasek. That's the best I can do. Maca Conception Church Grand Prairie. Father Joseph Wynn, the pastor. Apparently, um, Stephen Kennedy went out there uh, and he, and he's not here, but he said, uh, Father's very supportive, and so thanks to uh, him for his uh, generous invitation for us to be out there. And mm. uh, with that, uh, and the people were very generous at that parish as well. So thanks to all the folks. I've in been Grand out Prairie. there. You've sent me out there a number of times over the years, and and it is it's wonderful to go out there. Yeah, and he, uh, Aurora Tina Harrow. I saw that she um, she was out there, and some mm-hmm. of our other friends as well. All right, uh, live remote broadcasts. We have one scheduled next Tuesday at Sacred Heart Parish in Dallas for our Mardi Gras live remote. That's going to be a lot of fun. We don't have any scheduled this Sacred week. Sacred Heart Parish. Books. I'm sorry, Sacred Heart Books and Gifts. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nikki has not yet turned that into a parish, has she? Okay, I'm glad somebody was paying attention. Uh, no. uh, so yeah, yeah, no, the old ladies but, on but, it. I, I, I tell you, <laughs> but I'll tell you, the if anybody's listening, because we've been kicking around ideas, we want to go out and about probably Thursday and Friday. We got to get through the the Bishop Strickland yes, show get over first. The hump. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Thursday or Friday, if you're you know running uh, an organization, I won't like you know call people out specifically. We got some ideas, but. Uh, if you maybe you're a Catholic-owned business, and you'd like to have us out, and uh, you can offer people incentive to, to to buy the five tickets for a hundred. But they're uh, really fun. I oh love yeah, the live it's a blast. Of yeah. course, you get to uh, us to talk about you for an hour, you know, on and off. So <laughs> right. uh, if you're interested, and yeah, that sounds like a good idea, and you'd like to do something this week or next week, uh, email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. All right, uh, parishes we're visiting this weekend: St. Mary's in Sherman. Uh, St. Philip's in Dallas, St. Francis of Assisi, Frisco. Wow, we're going way up to the, the north, mm-hmm. uh, these, some of these parishes. And also Mary Immaculate Parish in Farmer's Branch. 
So that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Sissel's, uh, she says she can't do it. Something about her dad getting married. <gasps> so she's taking a weekend off. And that was probably a pretty legitimate reason. Hey, it's a, I think it's a decent one at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll I'm, I'm just, I want to see the schedule of the events <laughs> and see if maybe we could squeeze you in on a couple okay, of talks. Gotcha, I, mean, gotcha. just kinda... I know. I, you know, I might have about 30 minutes somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I think your your dad and, and your uh, his new bride, maybe they'd like to do it too. Yeah, sell some tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely on their way out for towards honeymoon, you know. Yes, exactly. What a stop. way to <laughs> celebrate. That would be great. Yeah, it was so funny because I, I was telling Cecil before the show started, I said, uh, I said, oh, we got these things we're going to talk about, <laughs> National Marriage Week. And, you know, and then I, I and then I looked at her and I said, I, I don't know if you want to talk about your, your dad's wedding. I said, I don't know if there's any kind of connection. And she's like, well, it is National Marriage Week. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of a connection. We need these youngsters to keep us on, on top of things Do you here, think your, Does your dad know he's getting married in National Marriage Week? <laughs> I don't think he does. I was actually just about to text him and say, hey, did you know it's National Marriage Week? Look, good, good job, guys. Because yeah, um, they honestly, obviously, Lent is starting next week, so they had to pick a date before then and yeah. so it just happened and it's right by valentine's day which is quite cute too do they so. not do weddings during lent typically or, or i, I thought that that wasn't uh, olivia i'm looking uh, at olivia, you come on <laughs> i thought it was only miss cannon lawyer <laughs> yeah uh, right yeah. i'm pretty sure i know you don't not... do them during holy week uh yeah and certainly not during yeah. holy week or the triduum you know? i don't know yeah. if my parish just doesn't do them during yeah. uh lent i don't know i i know i have to Complete humility and ignorance here. I was I hoping that you guys who have been Catholic way longer than I have yeah. would know this. Know. That's why you're playing your elopement right before Lent starts, right? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> you know, before I uh, completed my marriage, my anniversary was Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of cool that Valentine's Day is just like three days before, because mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Lent starts, and mm-hmm. so you get all the candy and sweets and right. all that good stuff, That's and then right. boom, stop. <laughs> so uh, I looked it up um, very um, on the internet. It's, it apparently depends on your parish or diocese. Okay, okay. so yeah. depending on the, the, the yeah, the just generally doing a large celebration like that in the middle of Lent wasn't accepted. So all right, uh, let me mention also. I told Aaron Fowler over at Birth Choice that uh, I would mention this again. Uh, he has five tickets that he bought, oh, yeah. and then he sacrificially said, "You know what? Uh, this is." for the car raffle, I should say, uh, for the Mercedes on March 5th. And he said, if anybody contacts him, and uh, can somebody look up his phone number real quickly yeah. while I'm chatting? Uh, if somebody call, contacts Birth Choice and says, I want to get a tour of Birth Choice, uh, and by the way, I heard him talking about it on Catholic Radio. If you get a tour, he'll give you a car raffle ticket. That means you have a chance. That's $25. Uh, of value and uh, for going over there and getting a tour. And so call him and, you know, you, you get you know, to see what what he does and his operation and over there and all that. And That's a win win. And mm-hmm. uh, and so he's got five of them. And so, do you have the phone number there, sister? I do. Do you want the office phone number or his phone number? His yeah, let's do the office. Okay, I sounds guess. good. Two one four six three one two four zero two. That's two one four six three one two four zero two. All right, 214-631-2402, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Aaron Fowler, uh, just say, hey, I want to get a tour. I heard him talking about it on Catholic Radio, and I get a car raffle ticket if I do it. The first five people to take him up on that offer. All right, uh, Wranglers, we always have to give our Wrangler update. Oh, yes. Um, I sent out a lot of tickets. We're starting to get them. They're starting to flood back in. So that's very exciting. Um, reminder that if you are a regular listing, we need them back by March 1st. All your stubs, uh, all the ones that you sold, obviously, if you didn't sell them all, I mean, 
we might be a little sad, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we'll, get um, so we'll get over it. So just any of the ones that you sell, we do need them back by March 1st. Um, and we're honestly, we sent out quite a few, Dave. We're doing pretty well with ticket sales. So I don't know if we want, if anyone else that just wants, you ran out of tickets and you know that you're, there's other people you want to buy, let us know. Um, but other than that, thank you so much. And uh, I hope to see them coming yeah, in. I had a lady from St. Cecilia asked last week for 50 of them. Mm-hmm. And so That's she's going to sell them at her business. And so uh, Olivia dropped those off for her at St. Cecilia. So yeah, if you want some uh, time is running out. If you think you know you can sell them to family and friends mm-hmm. or you know coworkers or what have you, uh, just email uh, kath at grnonline.com. Kath at grnonline.com. If you got tickets from us and you haven't sold them yet or sent them to us, you're going to get a little uh, lovely email from me today saying, "Hey, just a friendly reminder to sell your tickets," and so you can expect that. All right, uh, last thing before we take our break, remember that Jen Baugh and Peter Blute are going to join us for the second half of the program talking about uh, highlights from recent research they've been doing into how young people are feeling and experiencing life today. And I will say, you know, because I've got a 16-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old daughter, and I think life, life, yeah, it goes without saying, life is very different depending on how your age, what your age is, you know, and uh, that, I mean, the pressures they're feeling are very, very different uh, from what what you know i feel and so i want to, we got to get into the heads of young people and see what their particular concerns are uh the other thing i will say before we take our break is that sissel has her young and present show this friday i'm gonna get the time right at 11 o'clock yes okay. it is <laughs> uh, 11 o'clock and uh, you guys are gonna uh, be speaking to well uh, hopefully it's uh we're waiting on confirmation so but uh, a very lovely priest we hope to have on. I'm going to put it that way and make you tune in on 11, at 11 a.m. And if it's not a priest, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, we're gonna, it's confirm. actually interesting okay. that it kind of ties into um, what we're talking about with um, with Jen and Peter um, today is that we're talking about the indifference or lack of desire in young people mm. to pursue their faith. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of similar. Yeah, All right, uh, very good. So a lovely priest hopefully will be on. If you don't get that lovely priest, then you're going to go to... You'll get to Zach and I. <laughs> <laughs> Two lovely young people. All right, so that will be uh, Friday at 11, and then five hours later we'll be uh, Back to the Father, a show that I am teaching about uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. And uh, we're going through the most one of the most challenging parts of the entire Summa, and that's the attributes of God, because I compare it, you know, it's, it's like trying to teach a dog algebra it's it's above our nature to mm. even understand god and so we we try the best well thomas tried the best he could mostly through negation okay god doesn't have a body god isn't in time god isn't you know isn't in space and yeah and so it's all these negations rather than affirmations and so it's it's challenging but okay we, dave we, i have to tell you that alice my younger sister uh-huh. said that she was listening to it and she loved it oh, oh right. yeah oh, good, and she good. was so impressed by you oh wow <laughs> she she really <laughs> keep pumping him up <laughs> Because you know you're very unassuming and you're just an easygoing guy, but but you're very different when you're. I mean, you're still those things, but then you're erudite when you're talking. Intense and easygoing, right? Uh, <laughs> Intense and easygoing. Uh, no, yeah. so oh, well, I appreciate that. Thomistic uh, and easygoing. Yeah. <laughs> that should be on a T-shirt. I know. Yeah, easygoing Thomist. All right. Uh, well, that brings us to the end. Uh, and back to the father about the summa. It's four o'clock uh, this Friday. Uh, we're going to go through the the. Uh, the four other attributes of God, immutability and uh, eternity and uh, uh, 
what is uh, infinite and one? Well, okay? don't look at us. I, 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 I did a, we haven't been to class yet. Yeah, right. You guys, come on, help me here. Tell me a bone. All right, uh, quick break, and we're going to be back with Jen and Peter from YCP right after this. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. KATH 910 AM welcomes Five Diamond Service as a new sponsor. It's owned by Oscar Castaneda from St. Monica Catholic Church in Dallas. They're a family-owned and operated business. Oscar invites you to contact Five Diamond Service to see how they can help you with any residential, commercial, construction, and post-construction cleaning services. You can visit their website, FiveDiamondService.com, or reach them via phone at 214-317-1055. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart, an education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition, an education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. We have got some good news. The new version of the Guadalupe Radio Network app is out now. The new version offers big improvements with even more on the way. You'll be able to find and listen to your station no matter where you are and switch between our English and Spanish stations with ease. Missed your favorite GRN show? You can find all past episodes as podcasts on the app. To download or update the app, search your app store for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. All right, we're back, and this is the Good News Show. That was a fun segment. I enjoyed just kind of chatting amongst ourselves and talking about all these uh, wonderful parishes we visited and the car raffle and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, that was fun. Uh, phone number, 
757-9424. This is a good news show. Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson. We've kicked Olivia out of the studio. <laughs> uh, so she's going to the principal's office. No, I'm kidding. She's she's working and processing credit cards and checks and all kinds of good stuff. So great to have her on. All right. So for this segment, uh, it's the second Monday of the month. And that means that uh, we have the YCP segment, Young Catholic Professionals. And uh, like I said before, sometimes we have Jen Baugh, the founder and national executive director. Sometimes we we have Peter Blute, and sometimes, like today, we have both of them on with us via phone, and uh, we welcome you both, uh, Jen and Peter. Thanks for taking some time with us today. How are y'all doing? Hi, Dave. Doing great. Yep. Thanks for having us, as always. All right. That uh, clearly was Jen, and there's Peter, um, and so th- thanks for to both of you. Uh, Peter, you sent me a... Uh, uh, an email last week and said that you and Jen thought it would be interesting to discuss highlights of some recent research that uh, you guys have been doing on how young people are feeling and experiencing life today. And I asked our resident young person, Cicel, to jump in on the conversation as well, since she officially is a young person. Can I get that on my name tag? <laughs> resident young person. <laughs> and so I, I guess just as a kickoff, uh, and either one of you can jump in and say this, uh, tell us about the survey itself, the research, and uh, who was it? Just, was it among YCP members and why you did it in the first place or uh, what the inspiration was to, to do this in the first place? Hi, Dave. I can I can take that. No, it was actually a global survey done by Deloitte um, on, for millennials and Generation Z, and and so it was taken by a, a really really large group of young people, um, both right before the pandemic and then right in the heart of it, just really trying to understand what uh, young people are going through right now. And the findings are very interesting. I mean, I'm sure all of us listening would probably imagine what some of them are. But a lot of them have to do with just kind of feelings of of stress, you know, financial concerns, concerns around work, um, how they're engaging with companies and with the world. And then, you know, of course, technology, which we've all been forced to kind of embrace whether we wanted to or not (laughs) in this uh, in this new world we're living in. So Peter and I had a chance to review this this research study especially in light of the fact that we're working with young Catholic professionals on a regular basis. We want to really make sure we have a pulse of, of what they're going through. All right, great. Well, I've uh, printed out what uh, Peter sent over to me, and it looks like it's several different categories. And so how do you want to do this? Do you all want to just kind of uh, talk about the, the various categories or maybe some of the, the highlights or things that really jumped out at you according to you know what, what are the findings? Yeah, that sounds great, Dave. I think we can just kind of uh, touch on some of these categories and, and, you know, have a conversation because all of us, you know, we're either in the age group or we know someone who is. And so I think we, uh, you know, we all have probably stories to share. And of course, on our end with young Catholic professionals, we have some real tangible next steps that we're taking to make sure that we're addressing some of these needs. So let's just jump right in. Uh, The first kind of category is really how young people are feeling right now. And the study shows that many of the respondents are feeling stressed almost all of the time, they say. And it has to do with family concerns, financial concerns, job prospects, which kind of Peter will go into that whole career discussion. And a lot of it has to do with just general loneliness. You know, the world is sort of very heavy and a lot of people have been forced really into isolation. So mental wellness is really, um, you know, a real serious issue for young people today. 
Um, I don't know, Cecil, you know, if any of your friends or, or Dave, any of the young per- people that you know, I mean, I, I, do those kind of points resonate with you? Oh, yes, definitely. I, you know, I have several friends who are in college and right now, depending on what their living situation is, they they either have a roommate if they're fortunate enough or they're by themselves um, in their dorms all day. Or if you're in an apartment by yourself living, you know, at a new job and you're away from family, that's incredibly difficult right now uh, because you haven't had a chance to build community. Exactly. And there's, and- Jen, there's also uh, so few places now that young people can meet to interact with one another. I mean, we've even seen with some of the challenges of YCP having to go to virtual events for so long, and many people really um, used YCP as a chance to meet new people, to get together with their friends in person. So with fewer places where they can gather now, at least in the short term, it's been such a struggle. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about the fact we often talk about this, Dave, you've heard me say this before, but just how our, all of our recent popes have said that young people are, you know, the future of the church, that we are the answer to the, to the problems, you know, and that we need to bring our energy and enthusiasm to really address a lot of the challenges we're facing. But how can we young people do that? If we're feeling stressed all the time, you know, if we're if we're feeling that loneliness and we're feeling that lack of control of our future. So that's why with young Catholic professionals, a huge part of what we want to do is we want to equip young people to feel that sense of confidence, that sense of comfort, that sense of love and support so that then they can take that next step and really be that agents of change, those agents of change. So some of the things that we've had in place or are, are really kind of reinforcing um, we want to just highlight. So one of them is our new program called the Forums, and it's actually a small group uh, accountability group so that our members can meet and talk to each other about their, their personal goals, their professional goals, what's going on in their spiritual life, their families. It's all totally confidential. Uh, we have a whole structure to it. It was based off of the program done um, at YPO and other groups. And we're really excited that this kind of small group intimate format can be a place where young people can, you know, share some of the things on their heart, uh, de-stress, of course, by, by sharing with others. Another program that we have is executive mentorship. Peter will touch on that a little bit more. But again, that feeling of kind of loss of um, understanding of their path, young people of not knowing kind of where to go in the future and that feeling that they're on their own. Mentorship is a perfect answer to that. We have this new platform we're tremendously excited about that allows for in-person and virtual connections with amazing Catholic executives and leaders from every industry you could think of. And again, this is just one more person out there to say to these young people, I care about you and, you know, I have a vested interest in your success. And then finally, as Peter mentioned, you know, again, we're, we're ramping up our events in person. Um, and we're really excited that this can be an avenue for young people to feel that sense of community um, that really is the, the antidote to a lot of those feelings of stress. Yeah, if you're just joining us, this is the Young Catholic Professional segment of the Good News Show. And uh, if you have a question, we've got the two uh, top leaders on the, of their national uh, organization, uh, Jen Ball and Peter Blute, on with us, 877-757-9424, talking about the results of a survey that was done uh, on of young people and the stress that they're feeling and uh, how they're doing overall after a real tumultuous 2020 
And uh, 2021 is, you know, pretty stressful as well, I think, especially for young people. And when we talk about young people, we're mostly talking 20s and 30s, right, Jen? That's right, Dave. And, you know, as I, I got to uh, find, well, we sometimes laugh, we got uh, some folks that moved in across the hall from us, and these are all young, you know, people in their 20s. And I, I, I laugh because they have, like, um, like the uh, football over there and golf balls, and uh, they're always, like, you know, doing kind of fun stuff that I never remember doing when I was younger. And I just remember, if, I just can't help but think if this is a response to an otherwise stressful life that they got to bring something in. God, you you want to mention that, Cecil? Because I, I just yes, find yeah, that they're that's playing so mini outside. golf in the hallway. It's pretty. It's pretty entertaining, honestly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I think that definitely could be something that it's been a pretty rough year, and they're just like let's let's have some fun in the office place. Yeah, sometimes. they're probably getting a lot of work done otherwise. But I just find that so funny. I never had a job where I was you know playing golf and throwing a football around, and I just think that maybe that's just uh you know one of the ways they they cope with it. Well, and that kind of leads into the next category, which is young people in work, Dave. Um, you know, the research has shown that boomers aren't retiring as early uh, or kind of under normal conditions. So there's fewer jobs opening up for new people entering the job market, especially out of college um, or changing changing careers or industries. Um, and the, the pandemic has just exacerbated this. Um, and, and made it even more challenging to um, to search for a job for your first job, especially, but also the number of people that have lost jobs, as we know, with unemployment rising so pre- precipitously in 2020. So you have this kind of perfect storm where there aren't necessarily enough new jobs being created. Boomers are staying in, in jobs that they've had. And then um, unemployment rates have gone up dramatically. So again, there's that that kind of stress, um, but especially for those that we know at YCP who lost their jobs, it can be such a struggle to figure out what do I do in the interim? How do I kind of uh, cobble together a, a number of different contractor jobs or side gigs to, to make sure I can pay my rent and my basic expenses each month? Um, and in addition to that, I, I think all our graduates that were leaving college campuses, you know, with graduation last year and maybe those that were graduating in December um, a little bit early for the 2021 year, I mean, they're entering a totally different world than they thought they'd be entering, you know, one or two years ago. And I I think it's really important that they can build a skill set, even if it's not necessarily immediately on a job. Um, And I think about one of our uh, programs that we just started this year, a monthly series. We call it the Refiner's Fire. Um, And it's, uh, we call it micro interviews. So they're 30 minute virtual segments you can dial into on Facebook or YouTube. Um, And it's just an opportunity for you to take your lunch break or coffee break and learn some helpful tips or skills. in in a really sort of casual virtual setting so you can fit it into a busy schedule and we have our next one coming up um, just to give you an example coming up online on uh, february 17th and it's going to be with tim bush um, who's the head of of the bush group um, the napa institute and a a number of other philanthropies and and businesses but he's going to be talked about talking about optimizing team talents 
so this is a chance for professional development for for young people um, to dial in and, and get some tips from someone who's had a great deal of success professionally. So we really want YCP to, to be a helpful place where young people can find career experts. We have a career coach and we're, we're kind of growing that, that offering um, for our members at YCP. And our executive mentorship platform, as Jen mentioned, which is so important. I mean, the, the, the secular world has been talking about mentorship um, for, for quite some time, but increasingly so recently. Um, and the Catholic world, I think, is, is trying to play catch up a little bit. And so YCP wants to be um, really a, a kind of an early mover to help Catholics, uh, Catholic members of YCP, to really match, be matched with Catholic executives who can provide guidance and even just encouragement. Jen said it so well. I think sometimes we just need to know that someone out there uh, kind of cares about our own growth and development. So we're really excited about this platform and, and especially hopeful that we can help graduating seniors uh, plug in so that, that they can have someone to guide them through this transition at such a pivotal point in their lives. You know, I just had two quick comments. Uh, well, comment a question. The comment is, I just I find it amazing how you as YCP, you know, are so tuned in to the needs and the concerns and the, the stresses of your members. And, you know, you've talked about the forums and the, the mentorship program, Refiner's Fire. And so I just commend you for that because it's, you obviously have this great love and, uh, for the betterment and welfare of all your members. And secondly, I just wonder, and maybe Peter, you can answer this, uh, the stress that young people are feeling about, uh, jobs and their careers. Do you find that this is also causing people to push off serious relationships or marriage or, you know, like, I'm just, I can't do it now because my life isn't settled? Are you finding that to be the case also? I, I think it, it really must be because, uh, you know, from a financial perspective, uh, I know as a, uh, a young man who was thinking about getting married a handful of years ago before before I met my wife, you know, you want to be in a place where you can provide for your family. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a job or if you have had to take on a much lower paying job because you lost your job, I mean, those are, those are serious concerns. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, some people also may be putting off marriage or, or a family because of just things like the the difficulties planning a wedding in the midst of all of this craziness and, and things that are, are important to some degree, but are, are kind of a blip on the radar versus the, the longer term life that you have with, with your wife or your husband and, and the family you'll grow. But I think these things are all very, very real. I know a number of my siblings got married last year and, and they were almost exclusively family only, like immediate family only. So I know these things are, are on their minds and are part of their decision making. Absolutely. I think part of it as well is, you know, when, when you're so, so caught in, you know, personal stress, I think it's also hard to even imagine someone else entering into your world or <laughs> entering into yeah. your life. Yeah. So I think a lot of young people are, are just struggling with that almost feeling like they're stuck in kind of quickstand and it's, it's tough um, when you feel that way to be open, you know, to be open to another person in your life, um, to be open to really anything. Um, and so I think we just really have to get young people out of that stuck feeling. I think the other thing just d relates to your question, Dave, is just, you know, in spite of um, everything that we've had to deal with with the pandemic, we also have had the media just, you know, sort of 
kick up a notch and just overload us with <laughs> brainwashing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think more than ever, you know, traditional values of, of getting married, uh, you know, those, you know, going to church, those types of things are just really under attack. Um, and so, you know, if young people aren't going to church, they're not, they're not being reinforced in sort of these uh, kind of the, the, the path for our life that will lead us to the greatest happiness as we seek to pursue God's will in our life. So, I mean, that, that's a huge, huge part of it, too. Um, I know we're running short on time, but, you know, another, another part of the survey just talks about company engagement. And, you know, I think we're all aware of this with young people, but, uh, you know, there's this just great desire to engage in companies that are making, a, you know, a real difference. And they feel like in a sense that, you know, when they engage with a company um, that is, you know, making a difference in a way that's their own personal calling. Um, and so I think it's just a real call to action for all of us engaged in ministry or trying to bring young people back to the church. We have to help them see that, their engagement in the life of the church actually serves others. Um, you know, that's really what we're working towards with YCP. Um, you know, a lot of young people say, yes, it's a place where I can find great community, where I can learn a tremendous amount, but they, they may not realize how many other young people have had life-changing, really transformational experiences through YCP, whether it's, you know, finding their career, um, finding their faith again, coming back to Mass after 10 years, um, you know, meeting someone who, you know, says something who can change their life. Um, and so we really want to be involved in sharing more of these stories and helping people see that community is not just something that we receive, you know, personally. Community actually is life-giving for others. Um, so we're really emphasizing that. And then part of what we're going to be doing as well is, uh, developing a program with careers where we are actually reaching out to those who are unemployed. Um, eventually, we'll be training our men- members through the executive mentorship program to become member. Excuse me, to become mentors for people out there who might um, be unemployed, looking for jobs, who are less fortunate. Uh, it's really a wonderful opportunity for us young Catholics to give back and share tips. Um, connections, resources to those who are less fortunate, um, especially as it relates to careers. So we're very excited about that. Very nice. Uh, there's a, the, the last section is on technology, and I really wanted to get to this because I know it's so important, uh, not only to young people, but to all people today. Uh, can we touch on this one as we close out, or which one do you want to say about the young people and technology? Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I mean, we've all become so re- much more reliant. I mean, we've we kind of thought we were reliant on technology before 2020, but it's it's just tenfold now. But it's also um, very clear those companies that have really good technology that's easy to use, right, that, that really solves a need. But in this turn to sort of uh, digital extremeness, we've, we've had to still find ways to have human interactions. And there's been some, some really wonderful fruits of going the world kind of going digital. I mean, here at YCP, it's it's opened up a unique opportunity where um, members in cities across the country can dial in to uh, their fellow chapters events virtually, you know, via Zoom or, or live stream on Facebook or YouTube. So um, we, we weren't really uh, cultivating that digital or virtual aspect of our events. 
but suddenly it makes the the United States seem much much smaller because on any given night I can dial into a YCP event in in any of 23 different cities where we have chapters. So it's it's facilitated um, community from that perspective, um, making a, a national network seem much more uh, real to young people, and I think they've really appreciated that. Um, I also know from many of them, I mean, almost everyone I talk to in this demographic, that they want to get back to in-person events. They're mm -hmm. very done with virtual events. Even the best um, sort of run uh, events are, are still no replacement for in-person experience. So there is going to be this sort of hybrid event um, that will continue for some time and, and may actually be a permanent aspect of, of event planning. Um, so that people can, uh, for example, we, we look forward to uh, piloting this idea of having two cities host um, a speaker at the same time and be able to share their experiences during that talk between two cities that are across the country from one another. So there's some cool ways that we can use um, the virtual world to help bring us together um, but but it still doesn't seem, of course, to be able to replace that in-person interaction. And when we do come back together in person, we also have to really find ways that we can uh, keep building connections and, and meaningful relationships with people before, during, and, and after events um, so that it's something lasting. It's something that um, we can really build those those deeper relationships and not just kind of a surface level interaction, which uh, I think this generation and Gen Z coming after us is realizing that, uh, you know, social media is, is not particularly fulfilling um, when it just has that surface level interaction. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Well, we have uh, touched on a lot of really great topics related to young people, how they're feeling. Uh, Jen Ball and Peter Blute from YCP have been joining us. Their website, youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Uh, Jen, anything about the upcoming conference or anything else uh, that we can uh, uh, mention before we say um, goodbye to you guys? What else uh, would you like to tell our listeners? Yes, just very quickly, we really would love anyone listening to check out our conference website and really, truly consider attending. We're actually inviting all ages because we have some really special activities planned where uh, kind of Catholics in their 40s, 50s, and 60s can mentor our young people. It's all about St. Joseph. We know this is the year of St. Joseph. We need his humility and his strength. So please check out ycpconference.org happening April 30 through May 2nd in the Dallas area. Wow, that's Thank right around the so corner. Much, Dave. Right around the corner, isn't yes. it? No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I, yeah, the work of our hands. I, I'm on the site right now. And so please visit that. And again, it's uh, for all people who can participate. Well, Jen and Peter, thanks so much. This has been a, a great conversation. Really appreciate uh, you taking some time with us. We'll be, look forward to our March uh, com uh, conversation uh, next month. And in the meantime, God bless you. And I just invite everybody to visit that website, ycpconference.org, and also youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Thanks to both of you. Thanks so much, Dave. Thank Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Thanks, Crystal. Of course. Bye. Uh, all right. Bye. Uh, okay. Well, that's going to do it for our show. It's been a fun one. And I appreciate both of them and Olivia and Cecil and pray for Cecil's dear father and his. Uh, Beyonce, soon to be wife, as they get married this weekend. And also, if you want uh, car raffle tickets, contact uh, 
Uh, me, Dave Palmer, at grnonline.com. God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Prayer can take on many different forms. It could be a simple gaze up to the heavens glorifying God for the beauty of His creation. It could be a cry for help in time of need. It could be a request for some good that you think you need in your life. All these things can be spontaneous and informal. But prayer can also be formal, as in the Our Father, which Jesus taught us to pray, and the highest formal prayer, the sacrifice of the Mass. Apple TV allows you to instantly stream EWTN to your TV. Get EWTN today. All you need is a high-speed Internet connection, a TV, and the Apple TV player.